of local Christian music. Amplify podcast. Make loud his praise. Hi, Amplify family. Welcome to Amplify Interview. And last week, we had an awesome privilege to have a phone call interview with Leland. And as some of you remember, Leland was here in February this year for a worship concert that was organized by Assembly Asia. And special, special thanks to Assembly Asia for getting us this awesome privilege to interview Leland together with the guys from Thirst and CD Radio. And this is a three-part series interview where Leland will be sharing with us about his journey, his faith, as well as his newly released live worship album called Better Word. So I know you will be greatly blessed by this interview, so just sit back and be blessed. Hi, I'm Douglas from Amplify Studios. Hi, uh, we are actually a Christian radio on podcast. And uh, we we also kind of, yeah, we, we, we kind of, I was there at your concert in Singapore at Bethesda Cathedral. And uh, actually, Amplify Amplify Studios was actually birthed right after your concert there. No way! The idea That's of amazing. yes, yes, wow. it was right after your 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 worship concert that uh, this idea was birthed in in our hearts. So, I want to say thank you. <laughs> wow, that is so cool. You know, you yes. literally you have you never you have no clue what's happening when in these worship nights i think you know one of the coolest things about these worship whenever we you have a worship night whenever people gather in a room to worship and people are just hungry for god which is what we encountered when we came to singapore is such a there was such a hunger in it or a desire or a thirst for the reality of the presence of god that that just people God's the reality of his presence in our lives. That's the one thing that we felt. That's why we were, even though the trip was, was very packed full of a lot of things, usually on a trip like that, we would be pretty exhausted. We actually, we actually weren't, we weren't though. Like we were so, it was one of the first times that I've done a trip that was, that was that busy, but yet I felt so edified. I felt so encouraged. And I think that has, a. I know that that has a lot to do with the atmosphere in the room. So if, if you get, the Bible says we're two or more are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of them. Um, so you don't need yeah. a lot of people. You just need the people that are there, that everyone is, is in some kind of unity that we might not all agree on everything, but we do agree that we need Jesus in our city. We need Jesus in our families. We need his presence more in a more real way in our own life to, 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 to be changed by him because we can't change ourselves. And what's awesome is, is those types of atmospheres. One of the common things that I feel in the atmosphere of the presence of God is vision and dreams for the future. So people who, who are, you know, at a crossroads in life, trying to figure out what direction do I take? What turn do I do? How do I best use my time? What's God's will and destiny for my life? Because God has a, we've all been commissioned to tell the gospel to all the nations of the world. That's, we're all called to do that. But there's a specific calling on each person that is unique to your gifting that God's gifted you with. It's unique to your passions and desires. It's unique to um, your generation and the, the time that you're living in the earth. So all of that is so important. And 
it's like and time and time again in my own life, in the atmosphere of the presence of God, new ideas and visions are envisioned for the future is birthed in the presence of God. So if you if you're ever confused about your future, if you're ever confused about what road do I take, just worship. Just worship. Just get alone with God mm. in your car, in your house. Um Find every opportunity to join in corporate worship when in atmospheres where people are hungry for God, even if you have to drive somewhere or go somewhere, because those atmospheres corporately and privately, along with God, when you worship, the Holy Spirit starts to speak things, sometimes that you don't even have language for yet. Um, and, and, and sometimes it comes in, in dreams in the night. You have dreams or not about your future. It's visions or it's an idea. And something starts to birth inside of you. So I'm um, I'm so excited for you guys. That makes me so happy to hear that. It's amazing. Does it mean you'll come back again? Oh, yes, it does mean that. <laughs> Very much. We're already planning. We're planning. We'll bring you to eat the noodles that you wanted. Oh, yes. Lord Jesus. You know, I, could, I still couldn't <laughs> find anything that comes anywhere close to the food I have with you guys, especially the fishbowl noodle. That I had in Singapore. I in Houston, Houston has a pretty large um, Singaporean and and different like Asian backgrounds. Houston is is has a, a a high Asian population, and so the food should be really great here. But it but it actually it didn't come anywhere close to like you guys. I've been I've been on on the hunt here in Houston to find something and I can't find it. So I'm just, I got to come back now. All right. Elon. All right. So this album, uh, better word comes three years after invisible. Okay. What have you been busy with? What took you so long? What has changed since then? <laughs> well, I think, um, a lot of things, I think primarily, uh, to start with, um, you know, our band in 2000 and in 2014, we um, we had a, a major transition in the Leland Band. So, at the end of 2014, um, a lot of the original members in the band, my brother Jack, who plays piano in the band, and we 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 co-wrote probably most of the of the songs throughout our our band history up until that point. He's my older brother. Um, Uh, he went to go pastor a church in Franklin, Tennessee at the end of 2014. Um, around that same time, our drummer, um, Mike Smith, who has actually been in our band since the very beginning, he's like an, an older brother of mine. Mike Smith, our drummer, and our sound guy, Marcus, uh, and our bass player, they all went on to do new things. Um, Mike and Marcus went to go play for my cousin in country music. She's like my little sister. Well, all my cousins, I was really close to my cousins growing up. So um, I have five cousins and all five of them were basically like siblings to me. I, we were so close. And so they went on to play with, with my little cousin in country music. And so basically the Leland band within probably a less than a month went from four solid members uh down to two and it was me me and casey and um and casey had been in our band since 2011 or something like that 2010 
And so me and Casey at this point were already like really close, kind of like best friends. And, um, and so Casey looked at me and was like, he said, man, he said, I've been praying and, and I really just feel like God's telling me to follow you, you know, wherever God leads you, I'm here. And so it really pushed, pushed me and my wife into a place of prayer and fasting and asking God, you know, what's your plan for our, for our future? What are we supposed to do? And I really heard, I heard God say, um, you know, Leland, you've been the youngest guy, you've been the youngest guy in the band since the very beginning. You've been kind of like the baby brother in the band. Now, now I want you to bring in these younger guys around you, uh, for, for the, for the next few years. And I want you to father them. So God said, I'm going to supernaturally bring three more people into your band, a bass player, a a keyboard player and a guitar player or, and a drummer. And I'm going to bring them into your band supernaturally. And they're going to be younger than you. And you're going to start fathering them and, and mentoring them. And it's going to be a, a, a great new season for the, for your band. So, you know, on one, on one hand, it was really tough for me to say bye to, you know, for a short period to my brother and to Mike, our drummer and to some of the, some of the original members and see them in, and, say bye to them and, and basically not do ministry with them for the next couple of years. But cause I'd only ever known doing it with family, but, but at the same time I was so excited about the future. And so, so that's what happened. We, um, we joined Bethel, not, not too soon after that. And we were a part of um, Bethel's uh, family and, and me and Casey were on the Bethel collective. And so we did worship with them for uh, the next two years, two to three years. So we were with Bethel for almost three years, two and a half years. And really, that was an amazing time. We, we were able to sing on their live record, Lion and Lamb. Um, we were able to write and pour into their community and also receive from their community and their family and they're in Redding, California. And then, um, and then basically what ended up happening was um, uh, uh, right around near the end of 2017, going into 2018, um, uh, basically what happened was, is, is we, we were living in Nashville, Tennessee, me and my wife, and we really asked God, we were like, God, are we, do we need to move from Nashville to Redding, California and be there, there in, in Bethel and Redding and be a part of the church or, or do we stay here? And then we really felt God just telling us to, uh, to stay put, uh, where we are in Nashville. And, uh, and so we, we, we stayed, um, in Nashville and that kind of changed the dynamic for us. And we realized, you know, if we're, if we're not going to go to Reading and be a, a, a really a big part of their church, then it made more sense for us to stay in Nashville. So we basically kind of slowly phased out of Bethel, I think mainly because there really are a, a church first and sort of a, a record label uh, or music collective kind of second. So everything they do really flows out of their church. And when we realized that, that, that God really hadn't called us to move out there and, and be a massive part of their church, that's when we were just like, you know, it just makes more sense for us to move on. And so we, um, so basically from 2017 through 18 was basically that transition. It was about a year of, about of a transition of us leaving Bethel and, and we didn't know what we're going to do. Uh, as far as like a, a band and a label, we knew we wanted to keep making music. 
And my brother um, was actually signed as a songwriter to Integrity Publishing. Um, and Integrity, they've, they've been around for a long time, record, record worship label out of Nashville, Tennessee. And my brother has, had been a writer with them for about a year, my brother Jack. And so he was telling me all these amazing stories about this new revival and change that's been happening at Integrity, the record label, in the last two to three years. So about three years ago, they had this massive change of infrastructure and leadership. And basically, God brought in these new leaders into Integrity that have a heart for the nations of the world. So their, their vision for the next 10 to 50 years is to see the nations of the world um, writing songs and sending them to the West. So, you know, for, for probably the past, you know, 20, 30 years, America, the UK, and Australia has been writing most of the songs that the church is singing and globally. And, there's, and, and that's, that's great, but there are so many songs that God has placed in the nations of the world that are from heaven. And if we would, if we would sing them here in the States, they would change our, it would totally change our dynamic or change the dynamic of our churches, our culture here. And so when I heard that from integrity, that really inspired me and ministered to me a lot and really um, gave us kind of the courage moving forward to, to move forward with integrity. So we've been with integrity now for about almost a year and it has been incredible. And the first thing that integrity asked us is, you know, would you be, you know, what do you want to do? Like we, we're, we're ready to, to go. We're ready to support whatever your vision is. And we've been dreaming about doing a live record for a live record like this for pro- probably almost 10 years. Been dreaming about doing a live album. Right. And so uh, it just, it really is a dream come true and, and just felt, felt like the right timing. So, you know, timing is really important to everything. So they're a great team and the right timing. And it's just been amazing. So yeah, so maybe I can follow up from there, uh, because I, I, one of my questions that I'm is for you to know better what is your first live album, and is there any reason why you guys decided to release a live album instead of a studio album? Like, what's the dream for 10 years about? Yes, um, I, I've, your question was, why didn't we do a live album with Bethel, correct? Yeah, right. Yeah, so, so basically, at the time, Bethel had sort of a unspoken kind of rule um at 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 the bethel music collective that um actually when we signed with them we wanted to do a live album we we actually asked can we do a live album and 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 they were like well i think at the time they had a specific rule in place that only the uh the bethel collective group albums were live and they wanted to they wanted their artists to do studio albums so they actually we actually wanted to do a live album when we first signed with them but the way they had the, the structure set up at the time, they, they've changed that rule now. I think now they're okay with it. But in 2015, when we signed with them, the rule was if you're an, if you're an artist on the collective, that your independent albums had to be studio albums so that it, it made the live records a little more unique when it was, because if every, if, if all 13 artists are doing a live album, then maybe it makes the group album a little bit less unique that it's live. So that was kind of the, the thinking behind it. And so, you know, we just, we, we kind of like, you know, we, we said yes and, and dived into a studio album. And uh, the one thing I love about a live album, though, 
is that when, especially in terms of worship music, you know, one of the challenges about making a studio album in worship is that when you're in the studio making an album, uh, and if you have an artistic side to you, which most worship leaders do have an artistic side to them, um, there's a tendency inside of the studio to make it so creatively left of center, like the stuff you like to listen to on the radio, that when you try to play it live, it, it can be a little bit distracting in, in a corporate setting where it puts people in a posture of listening to the song and not as much engaging with it and singing along uh, because there's so many great musical things happening in the song. And so, and there's, there's nothing wrong with people listening for sure. But if your goal is, I want everyone to sing along and feel invited in the music, um, it does help to do the album live because when you're doing a song live, there's less you can do. It sort of constrains you a little bit musically so that you're not doing too much that, to distract from the song, um, and which is the reason we wanted to do a live album. So basically, um, so we did, we did sort of follow the rules and did a, a studio album, and we were thankful. We, we actually really enjoyed making the Invisible album. Um, musically, had so much fun making it. And I think it's a great album for people to you know drive in their cars if they're running errands throughout the day if they're doing things it's kind of an album that you listen to on the go um and it's creative and it's a little left of center um but but it's not necessarily the uh the best album to necessarily like dive in and sing along and pray to there are there are really special moments on it but that's what I love so much about this live album that we did is that it is really an album that you can turn on and you actually pray with and just sort of leave on. And it's, you know, from track to track, it really invites you to pray and listen and, and worship um, and do all those things and engage with the Lord. So, yeah, I think there's there's strengths to to each one. But for sure, since since 2009, or uh, we've been really dreaming about doing a live album. So it's, it really is a dream come true for us. Okay, I have a question. Uh, can you share any powerful experience or testimonies you had while recording it live? Or when yes. you met any of the songs in the album elsewhere? Yes, there is, there's a track, a spontaneous track called Gold. It's after the song Where You Are. And um, mm. on the album, uh, I'm not sure what number track it is, but it's called Gold. And it's, what happened was, is when we sang that song live, um, uh, that was a little piece that I had written in Norway that I got in Norway after a service. Um, we did this service, and we did this service, and um, and after this, the guy that preached in Norway he preached on on this how God heals our wounds with gold, and he kind of he used this. Um, there's an art style that happens in Japan where they it's a Japanese art style where they they take shattered and broken valuable vessels uh and they put them back together by binding all the cracks with gold and it actually ends up making the 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 vessel or the the vase more valuable than it was before it was broken and so that's the idea that he was preaching from and this this pastor from norway was preaching this sermon and so i got inspired that night in my hotel room and wrote this little it's just a little tagline that says god's healing all of our wounds with gold and so I just began to worship in the stairwell at the hotel, and I've, I wanted to put it on the album, but I didn't know if it would fit anywhere necessarily. And so we did, during the dress 
there's like a dress rehearsal where you rehearse and you run through the whole set the night before the recording. So we were doing that Thursday night and we were recording the live album the next night. And so Thursday night, we're going through all of the songs and we, we get to the song where you are and we decide to do, um, I was like, I'm just going to try going into this gold chorus. And so we go into it and it was a really powerful moment. And our producer who is kind of producing the album in the back was standing back there and says, and sort of yelled out. He's like, you have to do that tomorrow night. It was like yelling. He's like, you have to do it. So that kind of like championed and really gave me the courage to do it the next night. And when we went into doing that part uh, live in the night, it was really still, it was very quiet uh, after the song, Where You Are. We went into that, that moment. And what was so special is, and I have both of my, my inner ears in. It was so loud I could hear it through my inner ears. In the middle of that moment, my baby, our baby girl, Journey, she was, she was probably, I don't know, eight months at the time, and she yells out and, and tries to sing along with me. And so they ended up in the, the final mix. It's kind of buried pretty, pretty, um, pretty far in there, but if you turn it up really loud, you'll hear a baby that, that sort of cries out, and she does like this, Whoa! sort of this yell, and you can hear it in the audience, in the audience mics. And, um, and I was, Kyle was like, dude, a baby was crying to the song. I was like, I was like it's, my, it's my daughter, it's my baby girl. So she's actually on the album. So that was a really special moment for me to, to listen back to that and hear my, our baby girl, who she's literally a miracle. We, we've dreamed about being parents for over, dealt with infertility for six years. And we've, uh, we've been married for 11 years and we dealt with infertility for six years. And so we were, um, she literally is a miracle from God. Uh, we, uh, we adopted her at birth. And so that was really powerful for me. I could barely hold it together when I heard that, that she's singing. So she's actually on the song that talks about God healing our wounds wow. and actually making us, restoring us to a better place than we were before. Um, while I'm singing that, my baby sings out in the song. So that was really special to hear that, and it's on recording, and I'll have that for forever. So that's a really special moment. That's probably my favorite moment of the night. You're listening to the home of local Christian music, Amplify Podcast. Make loud his praise. 